You're listening to the Wellness Insider Network, episode number 51. Welcome to the Wellness Insider Network podcast, a place where you discover how to create a balanced, vibrant, and stress-free life with the right food, herbs, and self-care techniques. I'm your host, Lana Camille. I'm a college professor, drug information pharmacist, and an herbalist. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. Let's get the show started. Hi there. I hope you're having a good week. During previous episodes, we've discussed plants and many of their medicinal properties. And today our conversation is going to be a little bit different. We're looking at healing effects of plant art and plant spirits. My guest today is Lisa Estabrook. Lisa is a graphic designer, an artist, and a gardener. She has over 30 years of experience working in her garden, tending and talking to the flowers and plants that grow there. Her intention through her art is to share the healing wisdom of the plants that graciously support us and all the life on this planet. Lisa's hope is that the beautiful plants and flowers she paints um, and the messages they provide will spark, support your healing journey as it has done to her, and that will it will in turn contribute to health and well-being of us all. By the end of this episode, you'll have a much better grasp on the healing potential on, of plant spirits and plant art. You can see Lisa's art by clicking on the links in the show notes for this episode, which can be found at www.wellnessinsidernetwork.com slash 51. Enjoy. Lisa, good morning. How are you doing? Ah, good morning. I'm very well this morning. Thank you, Lana. <laughs> I'm so grateful to have you here to talk to me and to my audience. Um, so welcome. Our interview is a little bit different, as I mentioned to you uh, as we uh, started this morning, that most of the times I talk about science and I talk about, you know, herbs and food and variety of different things. Um, but today we're looking at something completely different. Um, before we do, um, I want to ask you a few questions about how you begin. You are a talented artist. You are a graphic designer. You're a gardener. Um, and I wanted to ask you to tell us your story. How did your journey begin in the world of art and also in the world of plants? How did these two paths actually merge for you? And when did you realize that one, the plants became inspiration for your art? Yes, <laughs> that's a very interesting question and probably a very long question. <laughs> sure. So let me, um, let me begin with, uh, let's say, my late teens and most children are guided by their parents and guided by their school and teachers and, and their culture. You know, what is, what are you good at? You know, what are you going to be a success in in life? And I was guided to consider graphic design because I loved art, but you really cannot make a living being an artist is what I was told. Mm -hmm. So I headed off in the direction of doing graphic design, which I felt was marketable, a way to take my 
you know, artistic skills and, and actually be able to support myself in my life. And, um, and this is also simultaneously where I left the path of where my heart was telling me to go mm-hmm. and started to begin to, um, you know, follow uh, all the signs that are outside of myself, guidance that is outside of myself. And this is something that we do all, all people do, right? You know, I think as young kids and, and, um, and so that is important because I then began a sort of 20, 25 year, I don't know how old I am now, but anyway, yeah, 20, 25 year journey, you know, doing graphic design and pursuing, um, uh, you know, a life that actually wasn't super fulfilling. So the, the reason this is key is because the way I coped with that was by going out in the garden Mm -hmm. and being out in nature. And it's not something that I think was a conscious thing. I think we're all intuitively really connected with nature, with uh, whether we live in the city (laughs) or wherever we live, we, we know we can go to a beautiful place on holiday, the beach, we can go to, you know, the Grand Canyon or wherever we're going and we are inspired and invigorated and energized by nature. We look at it on our screens. I don't know. It's, it's still, it's, we have a, an intrinsic sort of awe for nature. And for me, uh, and for many people, you know, flowers are a really important part of our lives. They are part of our ceremonies. They are part of our, you know, um, ways of brightening up a room, you know, so, you know, we have a relationship also with flowers and plants. We eat all these plants, right? And you're where we use them as medicine. And um, I found uh, when I went outside in my gardens where I have lived and I've moved around significantly during this time, every four or five years, but I'd always start a garden. And no matter what was going on in my life, when I'm out in that garden, when I'm digging, I feel wonderful. I can obliterate a headache. I can slow my breathing down and just be present in what I'm doing. And, you know, it, it was almost like, especially when my children were young, you know, it was like my therapy. So I'm out in the garden doing this and, and, you know, just do what I need to do. So that's where the gardening piece and being with the flowers came in. and. Then um, I wanted to know more about flowers. I've always been interested in botany and science, but again, I was guided away from that in school because my strengths were art. And um, and so I started taking little, you know, classes, weekend classes, as you do, and reading voraciously. I'm taking care of myself and my kids, and I don't have necessarily a distrust of pharmaceuticals, but I wanted to find a way that was more me in charge of the medicine. And um, so I, you know, really started absorbing and learning in my own time a lot about the plants and flowers and the medicinal qualities, using them in my life, using them in my children's lives. And um, so I took that kind of like esoteric feeling of of wholeness and wellness from the garden and started to 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 bring it into my everyday 
life. And, you know, and then you're aware, obviously, you know, you want to take care of yourself. So, so, you know, we have primarily a plant-based diet and, you know, so it's, you know, it's just a big part of my life. And, um, you know, sort of screech forward a few years and I'm in my early forties and this has been the way I have dealt. So I have taken, you know, my health and my well-being, and essentially, you know, I, I go out in the garden to feel better or I take some ibuprofen. I had headaches my whole life. So, you know, it's like, you know, you, I wasn't really addressing the things that are an issue. And then I think, something that I'm discovering, which is a, perhaps a perimenopausal thing. Maybe it's a mid, I think we call it midlife crisis also. Um, but I realized that I couldn't continue the way I was doing things. And that's where I brought back my art and my painting. And I went out into the garden with my, with my journal and my paintbrushes. And that's where I started to really, um, I guess bring in, you know, bring together with all the little threads of things that gave me joy and gave me pleasure. And, um, and as I was painting, I was aware of a much deeper dialogue that was happening in my head, in my body and around me in the world. And I, um, you know, I began to realize it, it was more of a, you know, it was a conversation I was having with these plants, as you kind of do with a, you know, with animals or with, you know, babies, you know, you, they don't speak, they're not, they're nonverbal, but you can communicate with them. And really, that was where I was at. I was starting to communicate with these plants through the power of my art. And, um, and I came to realize that their medicine was available to me not just as a food and not just as a you know a pharmaceutical or an herbal remedy. It was also available to me energetically, and it was talking to me about my emotions. And so I began this journey, and I'd say it was probably a couple of years, and then I realized that I knew more than I was expressing so I started to create these the words put the words down to go with the paintings and eventually this oracle deck started to form and it the whole process was really and I call it it was a journey and what it was was a journey back to my own core essence back to what you know who and what I was and what my purpose which is a loaded word but you know what my purpose is in this world I started to begin to return you know like they, the plants were a mirror essentially to me you know this is this is who you are this is not who you are and this you know so all these stories all these layers that I had accumulated in my first 40 years you know walking a path that was not my own started to slip away and fall away and it has not been a quick journey but I actually you know this past summer I finally let go of all this graphic design stuff that I've been doing and I finally feel like okay here I am this is my work now this is and and the soul flower business which was a hobby which was a, a sideline it, it it has grown to a place where I realize this is this is my work you know our purpose of course is always just to be, learn to be ourselves how that how that manifests in our work or you know our lives is changeable you know so but so that's how I sort of 
brought all these threads together and and so they were there they were there all the way they were you know they're always there it's just you know not focusing on them not giving them enough um giving them enough presence or value and and when i started to give them value i started to see how my own thoughts and my own choices have value and and so it's, it's yeah so it's a beautiful kind of weaving together and and also a shedding of what's not me and and here i am so I, that's that's my story essentially that brought all these elements together i love your story so much it's absolutely so beautiful and poetic uh, your passion your work your business is called soul flower plant spirit art and mm-hmm. i want you to ask a little bit more about plant spirits and uh flowers is where you gravitate uh towards the most so um i have to tell you a little bit about my understanding of spirits and where i come in um as i mentioned to you i am a uh, pharmacists by training. And so pharmacists really do not talk a lot about spirits in their training, as you can uh, probably imagine. Uh, when I took, uh, when I did my herbal training, I did it with a teacher. His name is David Winston. Mm-hmm. David is someone who is a strong supporter of research and science and evidence and understanding of, you know, what's really, what's working, what's not working. And I remember that um, one day he sat us down and he said, today we're talking about plant spirits. And I'm like, what? Um, So it was just, and we proceeded to have like a three hour conversation about plant spirits and where they are in his life and how he started recognizing them and his approach to it. And, And what amazed me about this is that here's this person that is very much research oriented, that is very, you know, analytical. And he's talking about plant spirits. And so I think that this was the very first time when I started taking this seriously. And so what he was talking about is the fact that as a clinical herbalist, he is able to use um, in his practice several hundreds of plants, maybe more than that. But he knows the plant spirits that he knows and recognizes. There are only few of them. I don't know, maybe 20, maybe 30. And so he had a a method. He had a strategy is not the right word, but he had his approach to getting to know plant spirits. And so I'm wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about like, how do you get to know plant spirits and what does it mean to you? How do you invite them or feel them in your life? And how can someone try to do something similar in theirs? Mm, Good question. Um, Well, first of all, I, I love that the scientific analytical mind is is embracing this other aspect. And I am also really excited to see this current scientific community really um, exploring plant consciousness uh, and discovering that there are, you know, so there is so much that we don't know about. And I am always telling people just because you can't see something or hear something doesn't mean that it's not there and that it doesn't exist. So if you think back a couple hundred years ago, we didn't know that there was germs and bacteria making us sick. We thought they were evil spirits or whatever, you know? And so I think that we, there's so much that we don't know, but here's what 
we really do know. We know, and everybody knows, that flowers have an energy, a quality that appeals to us or sometimes don't, doesn't. So I think we would be hard-pressed to find someone that doesn't say, oh, my favorite flower is this, or this flower reminds me of my grandmother, or, you know, this smell. So we, we are all kind of in relation with them right away. So I'd like to point that out to people because you already are in relation with all these plant spirits. You're just kind of telling yourself that you're not, um, especially if you have a favorite. If you, it, my, you know, a lot of people, my favorite flower is sunflower and I have sunflower pillows and sheets and they are totally wrapped up in this sunflower plant spirit. They are in relationship with them. And just like being in relationship with a human, the more time and attention that you give to it, the deeper and the relationship will become, the deeper the understanding will become, the more you will know. And, and that may start with your aloe plant on your windowsill. Oh, it really doesn't like being in the draft right there. It likes being in this spot. It likes to be misted. It doesn't like to be too, you know, you start to engage in a conversation and it's just that, you know, so, so when I'm connecting with plant spirits, it's not like I'm hearing, oh, this voice, you know, this, which is my human way of communicating. It's not that I hear that. It's that I, I develop understandings of these green beans, green beans. It sounds like vegetable, but beings is the word I'm trying to say, um, you know, and so we're all in relation and all that I have done essentially is explore that more. And, as, and I'm still exploring it. You know, it's, I, there are 44 particular flowers that, that I became in, you know, really connected with that wanted to be in this deck, but there's hundreds more in my gardens and around. So I, you know, I'm always learning and always, um, coming to deeper and deeper levels of understanding. And so, you know, I like to tell people as well, like if you have a sense of spirituality, if you have a sense that there's more than just our physical world, you might talk about your soul. You might talk about your spirit. And the plants, every living being has this essence it's it's like it's it's like a you know for the plants it's more like um you know a blueprint for them where our you know our soul connects us to our unique uh selves so does the the spirit or the deva of the plant so the you know it, it kind of is like like I said, a, blu- a blueprint. So it, it tells it, well, this, this is how you're going to, your flower, and this is how you're going, you know, this is where you like to, to grow. And, you know, so they have all their kind of characteristics, which are just like our human ones, you know, well, you know, somebody is, you know, I guess, you know, a strong willed or someone is, you know, uh, I don't know, other characters, independent. I always come up with these ones because these are my children. <laughs> but um, so, so if somebody wanted to be in, 
you know, learn more about the plant spirits. What, what is your favorite plant? That's where I would start. What is your favorite flower? What do you bring to people when they are feeling ill, you know, to light up their room? You know, when you go into the florist to pick a bunch of flowers, which ones are you always drawn to? And that's where I would start our exploration, your exploration with the plant spirits. And, um, and I think, um, what David said is right. I think that, um, yeah, there's thousands of them as there are thousands of people and we can't be deep friends with everybody. We can't know each other on a level that, you know, you might reserve for a handful of people. This is the same with the plant world. So I think even as a, you know, an herbalist or a medical practitioner, you know, like, you know, if you know five herbs and five plant spirits and, you know, really, really well, you'll know, you know, which one to turn to, to help somebody. And, you know, as, you know, as you must know, as an herbalist, it's like, yes, there's the drug components, a little, you know, which we like to try to measure and separate out and use, but, but a plant is not a drug and it has a kind of continuum of aspects that can, you know, treat, a multiple, you know, variety of symptoms, uh, both physical, mental, and emotional and spiritual. So it's like, it, it, it's a whole being just as we are, we're not just a physical machine, we have other aspects. So I think, um, I think that's a really good way to start thinking of the plant beings as, you know, sovereign beings as well. And that, that uh, you already are in relation to the plant spirits. Um, it's just a, I guess, a, a mental leap to understand that, right? Or trust. But life is about trusting everything, I think. So, you know, we have no control. <laughs> so I, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I know that you have a quote that you love that uh, we may uh, each become more fully realized individuals as we realign ourselves by listening with our hearts to the teaching of the flowers. And I absolutely love it. So thank oh, you. Oh, yes. Isha Lerna. And yes. um, yeah, that is a beautiful, you know, the plants, you, you, you know, they just, they don't, they don't hold a grudge if you don't water them. <laughs> they don't, you know, they, they, they don't have a set of judgments about, Oh no, I'm, my flowers aren't looking so nice right now. I'm, you know, I'm too bushy. You know, there's, there's just so much, you know, on that level, just to even to emulate, even if you don't explore them on a deeper level, just to understand that they are just so um, content and happy to, you know, to be themselves, you know, just to, I'm just a flower. I'm just doing this. I'm just an expression of, you know, spirit or energy or divine love or however you want it, God, however you want to, to, you know, call it. So very true. Very mm. true. So when we met, um, I became your customer and purchased a, an Oracle, uh, deck from you. You have alluded, you have mentioned it several times. So I want to ask you a little bit about it. Um, what is it, uh, what's in the deck? Um, what inspired you to create, uh, we already know, but how do you use it and how do other people use it and why it's a good daily ritual? Mm. Okay, thank you for that question. So let me give you a visual of what the Oracle deck is, first of all. So when um, I say, have you seen a tarot deck? People are usually pretty um, 
they know what that is. And, you know, it's a, and, and, um, the Oracle deck itself is basically a divination tool. It's a tool that is, uh, something that helps you learn about yourself, a self-care tool rather than a fortune telling tool. So when I created this deck, I took 44 different flowers in my garden and I painted them. And then um, I wrote a sentence or two about them and gave them each uh, an attribution or a an intention for each one. So that when you have a, an oracle practice, when you pick a card, you use it as a mirror, self-reflecting back at you something that you need to be reminded of at that moment. So it's not telling you something you don't already know. It's just simply reminding you that maybe you want to look at this right now. Maybe this is something that you need to be remembering based, you know, on your energy and what's going on in your life right now. And so sometimes we can pull a card and we're instantly it instantly resonates with us and we, we know exactly what it is referring to. And sometimes it's something that we mull on all day or, you know, comes, I guess, later on in the day, we we're suddenly have this sort of aha moment. Oh, oh, I see. And you have a different level of understanding. So instead of a moving about this world, kind of subject to all of your external circumstances and not feeling empowered to, to make any changes or do anything about it. It gives you that power. It gives you your power back to start trusting your yourself, to trust your inner guidance, to trust your wisdom. Um, and so that you can make good choices for yourself and know that you, and to feel empowered to do so because, you know, our culture, it really does. Um, it does kind of take that away from us. We need an expert for everything, be it the teacher that guided me, you know, in my early teens to, to do graphic design instead of follow my heart into the art world, you know, or the, the doctor that said, Oh, you need to have this medicine for your headaches or instead of like maybe helping me to realign <laughs> with what was in my heart, you know, so it's like, it's, it's teamwork. So, you know, there are many different oracles or divination methods. Some people look at to astrology to know themselves. Some people look to, um, you know, I used the I Ching when I was a kid and that was a, like a, you know, like a pennies that you would throw and, and it would have different, I was always interested in that. Or, or you know, the rune stones is in, in Nordic, I believe. I'm really not all that knowledgeable in all these things. So, you know, when I create an oracle deck, uh, when I created an oracle deck, um, it really was a learning for myself too. It was, it was, and that's what it was. It, every single card I was creating was a was uh, something that needed to be addressed in my life as I was creating it, and that's how I got to to the messages. That's how I got to a deeper understanding of the flowers because you know, there is so much support, I think, that comes at us. We just have to be open-minded to, 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 to receive it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that. And so it, it's, it's interesting because for the longest time in my life, I used to be very much afraid of tarot cards and anything related to this. And um, a few years back, um, a lot of people probably uh, that will listen to this will be surprised to hear it. I actually took an astrology course and I started 
once again, pharmacist that is learning how to read natal charts. And so it, it actually, it became something that opened this entire different world for me. And I, I am not, you know, I'm not a professional, nowhere there, but I have a basic understanding. And so with that came this exposure to all these other things that other tools that you could use. And um, I recently released an interview where um, a my guest was talking about how she's obsessed with the idea of intuition and how underdeveloped uh, it is in many of us and how um, intuition is something that we really need to try to develop a little bit better. And I think that a lot of these tools do help to tap into development of intuition. So so I understand and, and I appreciate this uh, very much. We have been talking a lot about the deck. And um, uh, once again, I want to, to mention to, to someone who's listening to this and maybe has a little bit experience uh, with the other uh, card decks. There is one that I own that... Um, really looks at the energetics of plants and specifically looks at the healing uh, healing properties. This is not what uh, this particular deck is doing. This is much more related to the spirit of the plants. And so I just wanted to reiterate this. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to ask you is, um, can you give us um, perhaps three to five of your favorite uh, plants that ended up being in this deck and talk to us a little bit more about them. Um, what, what ended up being on the card? Why did you feel that this particular characteristic of the plant was important? And what is it supposed to remind the person that is actually using the deck? Mm, well, these are some good stories. I will start with the, the, the primary flower that has you know, which is the dandelion. Okay. So the dandelion is on the the cover. It is um, probably the first plant that I actually painted with intention for this deck. And um, dandelions are so maligned, right? (laughs) It's the war on dandelions everywhere. And so dandelions have, you know, dandelions have, enormous medicinal qualities as a herbalist i'm sure you're aware of those and so that's where my entry into understanding dandelion came and i have used dandelion for years for uh you know general as a general tonic really for liver toxicity and um and for nutrition because they are really a powerhouse of, of vitamins and minerals that we can't get from anything else well wild foods that we get specifically from wild foods and so um it's been a part of my life for a long time and i also kind of love its warrior spirit <laughs> you know it's it's really um it's it's really kind of it's it's very sassy you know <laughs> it's kind of like you, you can't get rid of me ha 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 you you think you can you know leave so i think in terms of like you know, I just, I love its tenacity. And I, and I, I would say that's something that's a quality of my own. I'm very stubborn. I'm very, you know, strong willed. And I think, um, dandelion is like a don de lion. It's got, the, it's got the lion's teeth, you know, it's, 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 it's all about the lion and, 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 uh, you know, the king of the jungle kind of thing. So it's got a lot of, uh, those elements, but when I was painting dandelion, and so this is, what I was trying to capture was this beautiful energy of release. And when I was painting it, I 
would become conscious of a kind of like those visuals, the, the movie reels in your head where you see the seeds, somebody blows the dandelion head and you see the seeds floating off. And I became aware of a sort of connection between my thoughts and you know how I think that now it's becoming again more prominent is this sort of the, the field of, of quantum physics and how our thoughts are what create our, our actual reality. And, um, and so, you know, from a scientific standpoint, I'm not sure I understand it, but from an intuitive standpoint, I do. And so um, I mentioned earlier that headaches have been a big part of my life. And, and when I was painting this, I became aware of how all these negative thoughts, all this stuff, you know, that I was, all this responsibilities, the weight of the world that I was carrying on my shoulders, all this stuff was contributing to my headaches, to the tension in my neck. And, and it felt like, uh, like as I visualized these little seeds drifting off, I could really feel, oh, that thought, it's just a thought and it's really not me. And it's not, you know, it's not, it's not supporting me anymore. And then I remembered, oh yeah, dandelions, the detoxifier, you know, and yeah, so it's not just detoxifying my, my, you know, my liver and my blood. It's also, you know, helping me to detoxify my mind and with all these thoughts that, you know, were just weighing me down, you know? And, and so when I'm painting it, that's what I wanted to really kind of give a sense of this sort of relief release let go and here's the funny story is that well I was you know after I got done painting that and I'm writing the words and I don't know I mean it's hard to 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 figure out exactly the the timing of all this but that was right when that movie came out uh the Disney movie uh, Frozen and my children, I have three daughters, they're young, they were young, and they're all running around the house singing, let it go, let it go, which is this song that is in this movie, and I'm sure everybody has heard it. And, and it was like, oh, you know, it's like, from multiple angles, from my paint, from my, from being, uh, my understanding of the herbalism, from my experiences of how I was feeling as I was painting. And then my kids screaming around around me singing, let it go. I finally got the message. Aha. You know, it's like, that's, that's how our intuition, that's how spirit, that's how we, you know, it's those flashes of inspiration and understanding. And then you, 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 and you can then begin to integrate it. So that's dandelion. And so dandelion to me is my biggest ally, which is why it's on the front. And I really feel it's about understanding the power of our thoughts and to create our reality. And so maybe my second favorite is hydrangea, which is also in the deck. And hydrangea is also a flower. And this is not, I'm not aware of any medicinals, but it's something that always catches my eye. It's prevalent in the Northeast here. It was the flower I carried at my wedding 22 years ago. It's been, you know, it's, you know, it's one of my favorite flowers. That's it. You know, it's like, I don't know why it just is. I don't have any family things with it, but it's, it, it is something that has always spoken to me and I've just always adored. And so when I was painting that, and it's extremely difficult to paint because this is all these little flowers and they're always um, changing colors. And, and as a gardener, when I'm out in the garden, I'm aware of, well, the, the bloom color is really dependent on the soil that it lives in, you know, that it grows in um, and the amount of water it, it gets. 
I mean, all its environment is really contributing to what the actual bloom looks like. And so as I'm painting this, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I, I've moved around a lot in my life. And, and then here's my, here are all my family stories that I'm carrying. And I started to realize how all these, all my current beliefs, all my current kind of understandings were really shaped by the environment in which I grew in. And so then I'm like, oh, you know, and once you have, and again, it was like this, ah, I get it, you know, this kind of message. And then as I'm working more with hydrangea, I'm, you know, the blooms aren't just blue or pink and then they stay that way. They transmute, they change over time. And, um, you know, so you can see this actual physical progression or growth or changing. And when I really thought about it, my philosophical side was like, oh, so it doesn't, you know, it's like here, we, yeah, we're all a product of our environment, but that doesn't mean that's who we are. It doesn't define us. We can all make choices. We can all, you know, choose to, you know, I guess not overcome, but we can choose to move through these obstacles or these beliefs that we have, and we can take on new beliefs and change. We're all, we, we have that freedom to, to grow, right? And so, you know, that's how I came up with the attribution of transmutation for hydrangea is really just mirroring, you know, a quality that we all have within us. It just maybe needs to be awakened. So I, you know, I, and that is a big part of my spiritual growth was around realizing that just because I had this kind of, um, you know, this sort of Cinderella archetype in my life, my, you know, the evil stepmother and the I'm poor me, poor Cinderella, you know, that, you know, this kind of story that was in my life and was my mother's and was my mother's mother's stories, you know, you know, how a lot of self-pity that didn't have to be my story you know that didn't have to be. and actually what I can do is go wow look look at this beautiful environment that I live in look at this go out in nature look at this beauty that's around me that's that's what I want to focus on not the, the dirt on the floor not the not all that so it was it's really you know flower medicine is it's really story medicine and that's and then and so you know, each of these cards for me was a story, a writing, a poetic kind of um, analysis of my own life. Um, and that that's, and that's just, you know, that's creation, right? Creating something. And we're all creating again, our own lives, right? We're creating them. So it just like, there's so many beautiful, wet, you know, things that just sort of all tie in and tie in together to create this beautiful thing that is, that is life. And so let me see. Uh, a last final card might be um, crocus because mm -hmm. I think people understand they can see the symbolic um, meanings of crocus so if crocus is one of the very first flowers in spring that comes and often it pushes through all the detritus of winter there's often ice and snow where I live on the ground still all the leaves and the twigs and the mess from the winter storms and, you know, up pokes this crocus flower in the cold and early spring. And um, when, when I began to look at that, it was just, it was just a sense of amazement and wonder, you know, this beauty 
popping up in this kind of ugly environment. And so when I started to think about the bigger picture of that, I'm like, you know, we are fed daily this, um, this, this diet of uh, negativity in our media and um, everything's doom and gloom and, and, and everything's falling apart and, you know, it's bad news upon bad news upon bad news. But then occasionally you'll get this story of hope and just beauty and, oh, you know, this person, this policeman gave these shoes to a homeless person and this is a little minor feature a little you know sub edit on a show but it's that's the kind of quality of crocus it's opening your heart to actually that there's beauty in the world and probably way more beauty and love and kindness than there is negativity but we are so focused on the negative part or the detritus that we don't actually get to see the bloom and the beauty unless we actually open our hearts and our minds to it so that is crocus which i think is really pertinent for our times currently you know that again if we go back to that power of our thoughts if we are always focusing on the detritus and the negative stuff well then we're going to be kind of unhappy right and and it's not glossing it over it's aware that it's there you're you're aware it's there but then you you focus your energy on the beauty and the kindness and the connection and the community and, you know, and see all the amazing stuff that happens, you know, especially in times of challenge and difficulty, how the human spirit is just, you know, really resilient and pulls everybody together. And so, so that's crocus. That's, you know, and so I think that any of us can look at any flower and, 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 and apply our own stories and our own understandings to it. And, our, and create our own relationship with it. And the same flower might have different meanings to you, might have different meanings to me. And again, I think that it's reflected in the medicine of flowers because, you know, you can take the whole plant and it might treat headaches in one person and it might really help, you know, like, you know urinary tract infection in another person. You know, it's like they, they have these actions. And so, you know, I don't, profess to say okay that is the quality of of dandelion and that's the quality of hydrangea and i'm the only you know i'm the expert in this this is not this is the story that we're weaving together all of us um with all of our understandings and um and and what i'd also like to say ultimately is that it it it, it just brings us down to the the nature of um spirit i think you know that that it flows through all of us there's an energy that flows through all of us and it's just really pure and that's called the energy of love right and it manifests itself in many different ways and in, in within humans within plants within animals and all sorts so it's just it's energy that's all thank you thank you so much for that um I think what I remember when I saw your uh, your deck, I was completely drawn by the vibrancies of uh, colors, mm -hmm. and um, it was just so fascinating to me. So um, how beautiful and how bright and how uplifting the cards uh, were or are. And I wanted to ask you, like, what type of people typically gravitate towards your work, towards your art? What have you noticed? Um, a lot, a lot of women, <laughs> Okay, a lot of women and, you know, and, and nature lovers. And it, it's, 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 it's interesting too, because I always feel, I don't know where I fit in. I don't know where my tribe is. Is it the herbalist women? Is it the, 
you know, the, the medicine women? Is it the, is it the, um, you know, the, the, the Oracle fortune teller world? Is it the plant, you know, um, you know, kind of like the, the, the teachers, the philosophical, you know, spiritual teachers the the, you know, I don't know where I fit in, but, um, I feel like, um, I want to do something to make the world a prettier place, a better place. Um, I want to, I want people to be, uh, just, uh, supported and feel the love of the world around us when they are in my work. And I feel like I didn't, you know, so I, it's intentional. I just flow through. I don't, you know, I, it's an expression of love. It's an expression of joy. And, you know, that's, that's where I'm trying to move in my life is, is to take all the structures that were imposed upon me and how I live and, you know, and create, instead a life of joy where I was not having a life of joy. And so I feel like that quality is something that was intentional and unintentional in my work. I want to lift people's spirits just as the flowers themselves will lift people's spirits. I want, you know, that's what I, I want. And, um, and, you know, I think, I think that, um, you know, art has that power to do that. It has an energy all of its own. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, thank you. Thank you for that. So, Lisa, as our time together is coming to an end, I have a couple of more questions for you. So one of them is, how can someone continue learning from you and about you? How can, where's your home on internet? I know you have um, beautiful social media feed where you share your art, and I absolutely love it. And I'm uh, going to include the links to your website and your social media in the show notes. And then my second, my last question for you, is there something something that you would like to leave this audience with either something that we have not discussed yet, or maybe a pearl of wisdom or something that will resonate with people. Mm, Okay. Well, my, my, my online home is um, www.mysoulflower.com. And it is soul flower, plant spirit art, because it is all those elements plant being obviously that the flowers is this, the source of my, and inspiration for my work and spirit is, is me and plant spirits, but the spirit of us all, you know, learning to be in joy. And then art is my medium for sharing that. And so I also though write about my experiences and stories, as I said, plant spirit medicine is story medicine. And so I have a blog on my website and, and, you know, and then I have my social media where I, I am, sharing things as they become, as I am inspired to share them. (laughs) So it's, it's, it really is something that I, I am learning to be in the moment. And this is, this is the nugget that I hope to share to people. Like, you know, we're always kind of in the future or the past and I'm learning to be in the present through this work. I'm learning to be in the present and follow my heart. And that's, you know, whether it's an Oracle deck that helps is a tool that helps you do that, whether it's you just go outside and take a few deep breaths every single day, you know, whether you start to, to make, um, you know, little changes and how you care for yourself, whatever it is, it's, it's to learn to, that you are an empowered individual and you have the power to create your life and you have choice. And yeah, that's, I mean, and I'm just, I'm, 
I'm just, uh, I don't even want to say a teacher or a guide. I'm just an example, an inspiration. And I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out and I'm trying to figure it out in a public way, put it that way, you know, to be a guide or to be inspiration that, that, that we all have the, you know, we all have the ability to, to do this, you know, to, to follow our hearts and to live joyful lives and uh, no matter what our circumstances are. It's so that's, that's what I'm trying to share and convey in my social media and with the stuff that I, with the products that I have and, um, you know, just to help deepen that relationship with yourself through the power of flowers, through the power of nature and, uh, and through the power of, um, you know, daily ritual. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. It was absolutely wonderful to have you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Lisa Estabrook. You can find all the links mentioned in today's episode, including Lisa's art, in the show notes at wellnessinsidernetwork.com slash 51. Please subscribe to the show to get the future episodes automatically downloaded to your device. This episode is proudly brought to you by Tamim Tees. Tamim Teas is a local company specializing in creation of medicinal mushroom teas. Two of my current favorites are blends of Lion Maitake Clarity and Rishi Delight. I use them to enhance cognition and for their effects on immune system. Few episodes ago, I interviewed Liat Racine, the creator of these beautiful teas, about the science and art of mushroom blending. To get 15 percent off on your first online purchase, please enter the promo code Tamim for Health at wellnessinsidernetwork.com slash Tamim before December 1st. You can also get free shipping if you purchase two blends or more. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Be smart, be healthy, be you. Mm-hmm.